Welcome back to the Basketball Show. I'm your host, Paul Sir, and one of the things I'm most grateful for about being able to bring the basketball show back to Edmonton is reconnecting with uh, great people who have had such an impact uh, in the sport of basketball. And uh, our next guest is certainly one of those. Uh, Tim Roy is the longtime TV play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors. And Tim, it is a real pleasure to uh, to talk with you again. It's great to talk to you, Paul. It's always uh, I always love uh, reconnecting with people, and and uh, certainly uh, Edmonton always has a, a soft spot in my heart because I, I've I've been up there. I don't know if you remember, but I think I told you this. But I was one of the voices of the uh, Sacramento Gold Miners back in the day when the, the CFL tried to get to, into the USA, and and uh, loved loved going up there and meeting all the the great people up there. It was a good time. My, oh, my, that is a piece of history, isn't it? Talk about one of the things the CFL has done in a long litany of uh, what the heck were they thinking then? But uh, that's, a, that's a great way that you got to, to come to our city. Tim. Yeah, uh, it's great. You know, I, I, told, I tell people this all the time when they ask me about it. I'll, I'll say, you know, it's one of the great, for an announcer, it's one of the great travel leagues ever, you know, other than going through customs and stuff. You know, you do that with sure. a football team. That's hard to, hard to do. But, um the uh, but you know I got to go to Edmonton I got to go to Calgary I got to go to Vancouver a couple times a year you know going to, to uh, Toronto and 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 Ottawa and get the I got to see a great part of 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 the of the country that I probably never would have had the chance to do that it was it was wonderful oh that, that, those are great memories and they're all great cities so uh, but now you're with a team with uh, rich history. But this has been an interesting season for the Golden State Warriors. I, I guess I'd like to start our conversation, Tim, about last night's game. And unfortunately for the Raptors, Scotty Barnes went down, uh, didn't play in the second half. But uh, a, a solid win for for Golden State. You've uh, you've had a real roller coaster of a season uh, in terms of the games, uh, the team's performance. Though last night, Steph Curry had a great game. But talk about some of the other players uh, that contributed. You know, I think they really have uh, hit upon something here late in the year, and that is they had to do a major, you know, shuffle. Uh, you got, you know, Clay Thompson started last night because Pajemski couldn't go, but, but you know, they really found this nice little um, uh, rotation, and it has Draymond at the five, Draymond Green, and, and then they have Pajemski starting. Moses Moody has played really well for them on this road trip. And, and, you know, last night was incredibly difficult. The team, you know, sat on the tarmac in New York from about midnight to, you know, roughly, I think, 5, 6 a.m. till they got a different plane in because their plane had a mechanical problem. And so uh, so they didn't get to Toronto till 7 a.m. And so to fight through that, and you saw Steve Kerr take those early timeouts in the first quarter, you know, to fight through all that and to come away with a win, uh, that, that was a, that was a really, a really nice win. That's the kind of win that, that teams bond over. And I think that's, you know, has really stepped in. Kaminga has taken strides forward. He's going to be an exciting player to watch in years to come because he has everything in athleticism and he's learning how to play on the job. And, and, 
You know, I think they've uh, they've convinced him to be the athletic slasher type of a player that balances out their roster. You know, they don't need him to be out on the three-point line. I mean, he can take it one if he's wide open and everything like that, but, but they don't need him parked out there. They need him attacking. So those are some of the guys. And then, and then when everybody's healthy, you have this incredible luxury of bringing two Hall of Famers off the bench and Chris Paul and Clay Thompson, two guys that really know how to play. And that's that's huge because, you know, for the Warriors to be successful, they have to survive the non-Curry minutes when Steph's off the floor and getting a rest. And if you can, you know, add to your lead or the start a comeback with Steph on the bench, then that makes you a very dangerous team. You know, one observation I have, uh, Tim, and I, I'd be very interested in your perspective, is a few years ago when small ball was, I think, really in full swing in Golden State, a lot of teams thought they had to go that direction too. And now I think the league has come around full circle where bigs are important again. They may be different than they uh, different in their importance in terms of being stretch, stretch fours, stretch fives than in the, let's say, the old days of the NBA. But now you see such a variety of teams now. You have some teams with bigs, some teams that are playing small ball. But we've gone back to small ball, if you want to call it that, uh, in Golden State. And now the team who was really, you know, who really has gone through some real peaks and valleys this year, uh, really solidifying at the most important time of the season. I think we see that a lot with. once a team wins a championship, you know, they, other teams try to, to uh, imitate that success. We've seen that throughout, throughout the, the history of the league. But I think it always the pendulum always swings back because, you know, you can try to play, say, like the Warriors played in that run, but you have to have personnel to do that. Exactly. You have to have the right guys to do that. And if you don't, you know, like I loved what Cleveland decided to do a couple of years ago which was they looked around and said, okay, we got, they, they plucked Jarrett Allen for literally nothing, a, a first-round pick that was the 30th pick in the draft. And so all of a sudden now they had Lowry marketing, they had this kid Mobley, the rookie, and they said, you know what, we're going big. We got three talented bigs, we're going to put them on the floor. And that really has made their, their team, is that they have, okay, this is how we're going to play. Now they've got Donovan Mitchell, so they got a guy that can attack you in the mid-range, and they're one of the best teams in the league because they figured out, here's how our group needs to play. And I think that's what teams are doing right now. They're saying, okay, if we have a chance to get a good big, we'll get a good big, and then we'll, we'll adjust our game around them. And, and one of the great things about the league right now, and in part, I think, I think Steph Curry has part of this on his shoulders. He should get credit for this. Is that I think we're getting so many skilled players in the league now. You know, where uh, 30 years ago, I think you had to be physical and and a really good athlete to succeed in the NBA. And now I think what people are saying, you know what, I can beat you with skill. I think we see a lot of players who can dribble, who can shoot, who can pass, because they realize that those things never go out of style. Well, and not only never go out of style, but uh, Steph Curry has made skill playing uh in style it, he has created the style yeah. for the league i totally agree. sexy yeah. yeah it's sexy yeah. it's and it's really sexy yeah. when you see steph curry play because there's only one steph curry who can combine 
what he does, but the way he does it and his shimmy is unique to him. And I think he, but, but I think you're right in terms of the ripple effect it's created through the league. Players are better because they've had the opportunity to emulate Steph Curry and see what range really can be. Like he's just reinvented, uh, the game of shooting, the, the shooting aspect of the game rather in the NBA, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, and, and the other part, uh, it even goes even farther than that, I think. It, it goes into uh, people's perception of the game. And I'll give you an example. When we go to road games, you know, the dad maybe or the mom might be wearing hometown gear, but they're holding hands with their four, five-year-old, 10-year-old, eight-year-old, whatever it might be, as they come in the, 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 the gym and uh, the kid's wearing a curry jersey. Because <laughs> so occurring well, he's kind of like me. He's not super huge. He's you know, and I can I can be that guy. You know, maybe I can be that guy if I work hard at. It. And so, yeah, I think he's inspiring a lot of of people. And I think the, you know, uh, the shots we see, even say a, a Caitlin Clark, the female college player in Iowa. You know, I was watching a highlight of her this morning, and she took a shot that 20 years ago, every coach in America would have, would have subbed her out and put her on the bench, said, that's not a good shot. And now we just accept it. It was a shot, too, like two dribbles past half court, right? But because players, you know, watch Steph expand his range, and then and now everybody's trying to expand their range, and they're realizing you can make that shot if you put the time in. If you put the time. That is the key. Uh, we're talking with Tim Roy TV play-by-play voice of the Golden State Warriors here on the Basketball Show on Sports 1440. I, I think the, the other aspect to Steph Curry's greatness and development is Steve Kerr. Because to your point about coaches pulling someone like a Caitlin Clark for taking the kind of outrageous shots that she takes uh, just routinely now is what, what Steph Curry has added to the game. But it's the fact that Steve Kerr let him go and let him take those shots. And very few coaches would have allowed that. Like I have a hard time imagining Tom Thibodeau would have said, you know what, Steph, just keep taking that shot. If he was his coach and Tibbs is a great coach, but Kerr really has had the ability to kind of bite his tongue and just say, let the guy go. And that's resulted in all the championships in golden state. Yeah, he's really he, he's really a very good players coach, and he understands it and gets it. And he's very good at, at monitoring his his team and communicating, especially the guys who aren't playing. You know, because he understands that role. He was that guy that may not play in a particular game, but when he, there was a great clip of him, maybe it's maybe the first year he was coached, maybe back in fourteen fifteen. Steph is dribbling like a madman through all these L.A. Clipper defenders, right? And he just stops and puts up this ridiculous shot, and Steve Kerr is like on the side and goes, no, 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 and then it goes in, and he just kind of shrugs his shoulders, <laughs> throws up his hands, you know, <laughs> and just smiles, you know, because he was like every instinct in his body, every basketball instinct he had been taught was telling him, no, that's a horrible shot. And then he goes in and he realizes, well, it's Steph. You know, it's not a horrible shot for him. So, uh, yeah, they're a great combination. I think that's why, you know, the Warriors have done so well is that Steve kind of unlocked the key to the team. And once and once he did, they did, he, you know, he kind of hung on for the ride, even though at times it can get a little bit bumpy. Well, let, let's talk about the bumps. Uh, this has been a bumpy year. Maybe, and I'm speculating here, maybe the bumpiest in Steve Kerr's tenure with the Warriors from the standpoint of you've had the Draymond Green issues, 
Uh, Andrew Wiggins uh, has had uh, off-court issues that have affected his ability in, to even play with the team. And then Clay Thompson, who has been an absolute uh, true warrior, if you want to ter- use the the term uh, for Clay Thompson to come through the, for most people, career-ending injuries that he's had. But he's back now. He's in his mid-30s, and it hasn't been a smooth year for him as well. And he's had to accept different roles. So, I mean, there's been a lot of upheaval happening, I'm sure, behind the scenes. Talk about uh, Steve Kerr's handling of some of these bumps as you call them in the road for the Warriors this season. Yeah, the Draymond thing, I think it was just Draymond needed to get his, you know, his head right. And I think, you know, you never know what's going on with a person. You know, we tend to look at, at athletes like robots. They should be ready to yes. play every night and play at a high level. We don't, you know, factor in that they, they're having the same sort of issues that you and I have at home. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great, but, um, and, and I think, you know, the great thing that Steve did when Draymond came back after the, the last suspension was he told him, said, we need you to be the fiery Draymond, but you have to draw the line. And he's done that very well since he came back. And so I think when, uh, you know, their relationship goes so deep that I think Draymond trusts that Steve is acting in his best interest, that he's not scolding him. And so I think that that part works. And then the other part with Clay. It, it's it's hard, you know. Those guys, you know, uh, you know, like all of us, we all get old. And for those of us who were playing pickup, you know, there was that 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 day where you're guarding this some young kid, and you you realize you're grabbing this kid's jersey because he's too quick <laughs> for you, and he's got better wind and, and everything else. And once you start grabbing the jersey, you go, oh, it's time to go. You know, you, you know, you can't can't play, and your knees and ankles don't tell you you can't play the way you, you know you used to be able to play, and so. Clay's going through that right now. And, and, and you know what? People don't even – I don't people factor in enough what he's gone through. And if you look at the history of the league and history of sports, really, how many big-time athletes come back the same way after an Achilles? And the answer is none. Zero. Kobe Bryant didn't have lift after his Achilles injury. Elton Brand, a former uh, NBA player, came back. He was a big man. He had to redo his game. He had to become an elbow jump shooter in order to stay in the league, and he did. And so um, it's it's really difficult to come back from that injury. And in fact, he had 201 threes last year, and he's still playing at a high level. But Steve Kerr pulled him aside and said, look, we're going to need you to come off the bench now. you got to become Ray Allen. And he appealed to Clay's sense of basketball history, and Clay's a, a basketball historian. So when they talk to him about this can be your role for the rest of your career, and you can have a great success doing that, I think once Clay heard that and realized, hey, you know what, They're, they may be onto something here, I think he accepted it, and that's been a big key for their turnaround. Talk about Wiggins, of course, uh, with the, the interest in Andrew being a Canadian, but uh... – I'm not asking for personal information about Andrew, but it's been a very disruptive season. When he's played, he's had some good stretches, but he's had a lot of stretches where it's not the level that Andrew Wiggins has, that people have come to expect from Andrew Wiggins after the Warriors won the championship. Andrew was an all-star. And now this year, it's been just a very disruptive season. What, What can you share with us about that? I think I think he had a summer where he maybe didn't have the type of of progress he wanted and came into camp a little bit behind schedule and 
got off to a very slow start and the Warriors knew that they needed, you know, to to integrate some of their younger players. Jonathan Kaminga was a big part of that. At the beginning of the year, Kaminga and Wiggins just could not play together. They the the numbers were awful, and uh, they were, you know, there was, you know, the Steve Kerr even tried staggering them, bringing, you know, Kaminga off the bench for Wiggins, and so that didn't work for the longest time, and then. Two things happened. They convinced Kaminga to be the, the, the slasher. You know, we need you attacking the rim. And then that started to open up space for Wiggins. And then the other part was putting Draymond at the five. And now Wiggins and Kaminga can play together. But it's been sort of an up-and-down season for Andrew. And, you know, the I think Andrew suffers from the fact that he is so – graceful in how he uh, works on the floor that it never looks like work for him. You know, you always think, Oh, he's just kind of, he's kind of gliding, but no, he just makes it look like he is. And so um, I think the the Warriors need that. They're going to have any kind of a run and they need to have Wiggins there. He's going to be a, uh, a real factor for them, especially when he rebounds, when he rebounds and, and he's out there, he can guard the other team's best defensive player. He's become a really good defender with the Warriors. They really got him to buy in from day one. Like they, they, when they acquired Wiggins, they said, we, we're going to help you become a great defender. And he has become that on a great on ball defender using that length of his, by the way, on a little side note, a couple of the assistant coaches and I were talking uh, after a practice one day, just talking about different things. We, we started talking about the Olympics, and we all kind of agreed that nobody wants to play the Canadian national team now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they know, don't. And know, nor, and some, I, something we, you know, when 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 I first got to the league, and, and I think it was Mike Smreck was playing for LA, and 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 you know there were there was only a couple of Canadian guys in the league. Rick Fox, you know? yeah, and then group, yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, you know, and Steve Nash comes along and, 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 uh, it just has exploded and it's great to see because, you know, think of all the talented Canadian players we have, you know, if we didn't, if we, if, 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 uh, that hadn't happened, we, we wouldn't be enjoying Shea Gilgis Alexander. We wouldn't be enjoying Jamal Murray and, and, you know, uh, so we could sit here and rattle off, you know, all the names. It just, it, there, it's really, it's really tremendous to see, and it's, a, it's great to to see how many great, talented players Canada is producing right now. It's going to be interesting because, like you said, uh, the Canadians are not are not one to be uh, to be taken lightly, and I know nobody is anymore. Uh, but there's a lot no. of hope and expectation uh, being placed up here in Canada, of course, on the performance of the men's team. Uh, and the women's team, and then in 3x3, we're also hoping to have at least the women's team qualifying for that. So basketball really continues to be on the rise, and there's no greater example than some of the players that you just named, Tim, uh, from, well, from what Canada. You, what you just said, what, what you just said, proves it that that it's it's really on the rise. Is that there's expectations now. You know, yes. where maybe 30 years ago it was like, hey, can we get can we get to an Olympics? You know, now it's expectations about doing well in an Olympic run. And that's great. That's the kind of pressure I think anybody wants to have. 100 percent. Tim, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. I really appreciate uh, we all appreciate you taking the time on your busy schedule to join us. And let's do it again real soon. Uh, best of luck to the Warriors in the stretch run here. Tim Roy, voice TV voice of the Golden State Warriors, uh, thanks so much for being with us.